Welcome to the Make Magic Podcast. I'm your host, Liz Spears, marketing coach and consultant for heart-led, purpose-fueled, ambitious business owners who are on a mission to live out their wildest dreams and who don't settle for anything less than extraordinary. My mission with this podcast is to inspire and empower you to make magic with your marketing, your business, and your life. I'll be bringing you conversations with a range of incredibly inspirational coaches, healers, and experts to expand your mind, level up your business, and enrich your life one episode at a time. If you're someone who believes in magic and works at intentionally cultivating a life full of abundance, then this podcast is for you. On the podcast today, we have the ray of sunshine that is Fab Giovanetti, who is an award-winning entrepreneur. She has 13 years of experience in marketing. She is a multi-passionate entrepreneur with so much going on. She is a CEO of Alt Marketing School, who are on a mission to raise a new generation of purpose-driven marketers. Um, you'll see well you'll you'll get her vibe through the podcast you'll see a minute clip on my instagram if you haven't seen it already but (laughs) fab was dancing and shimmying and beaming with smiles for about 90 percent of the podcast she really is such an energetic ray of sunshine um and my goodness she is full of so much wisdom as well so um, let's get into the episode. Expect to, ho- to hear all things impactful marketing, looking after yourself as an entrepreneur, outsourcing, um, and a really beautiful blend of practical marketing and business advice and mindset, self-care, business and marketing advice. Hey Fab, how are you doing? I'm I'm doing fantastic. I'm now dancing. So <laughs> You can hear a, a listeners. Can you hear my dancing? I hope so. I am loving your vibes today. We just had a little chat beforehand. And honestly, it's lifted my mood so much. You are like a ray of sunshine. So bless you. Thank you, babes. The truth is I'm standing up uh, when I'm recording and that really helps. This is already like a tip. We haven't even started with throwing tips, but there's something to be said about standing up when I deliver a workshop or even when I'm recording a podcast when I'm hosting it's harder so if you're a host it's a bit harder because you have to potentially write down notes I write down a lot of notes I check in on questions but I try to do my best because it makes a difference it just brings the energy up again when you're like because you're talking to a screen most of the times aren't you so yeah that's why that's that's where the vibe comes from is all that's the shuffling. I love that my husband has just started doing that with work actually because he's like my back is screwed from sitting down hunched all the time he's now standing and he said the same so we can learn a thing or two from you both. I might give Yay. it a go. <laughs> You're welcome. Oh, so first question I want to ask you is around how you went from setting up your business to now having an audience well over 60,000 followers on Instagram. Like you have multiple businesses, you've written a book, you did live events when that was more of a thing pre-pandemic what was that journey like for you long (laughs) (laughs) dot no I'm joking expanding um 
I'm saying this because you said it and it's actually great because I think we don't spend enough time like patting ourselves on the back and I do it every week. Uh, I do pat myself on the back every week for the small things actually with our members in the Creative Impact Collective. We do it every week. We celebrate a specific element of a win, whether it's a celebration, a success, a feature, whatever that is. But also it's important to remember that if you're listening and you're new to me, hi, my name is really Fab, by the way. Um, you might be like, whoa, how did you do it? And he's like, I'm never going to get that. And I want you, dear listener, to think about the steps, you know, of a, st- like a staircase steps, right? And I went for a lot of steps in the staircase. And a lot of the time I would just kind of like think I got to the next step and then I stumble back. And then like a cartoon, I would fly down a few steps and then I come back and then I go back up. And then eventually got me to where I am. But, you know, I, like everybody else, was in the middle of a pandemic for two years that definitely had a bit of a knock-on effect on some of our stuff. Because obviously running two businesses, it's it's intense as it is. And I also do other things, especially like my books. And it's been a lot. And, you know, the journey has been a very long one because every single thing, whether it was growing the audience, whether it was getting a book publishing proposal, came with different steps. And I think it's very important to remember because especially when it comes to marketing and the online world, even when you are uniquely sharing your journey and you are sharing all the different steps, if you want to do it that way, which is something called building in public, which is becoming more and more popular. As a business, people as your audience will follow you, but they won't remember everything you've been going through because bless them. And then if you think about it, it means that in the last, what is it now, almost 10 years, have people that joined Creative Impact when it was called Health Bloggers Community and have been following us since, okay? So that's 10 years. They remember some of the key, key elements and key moments of it, but they don't know everything because even if they maybe remember some of the things that happened, then we tend to forget as we go along. So it's just a little reminder that you are in your own beautiful staircase, whichever way it looks, and you're going through step by step and sometimes we go back up sometimes we fall down a bit and it's totally fine and you know take some time to celebrate the wins every single time you go up a step and just remember that whoever you're seeing is probably going through a lot more than what you think just because the sheer nature of life and the sheer nature of what we see as the showcase of our lives Mm, that's incredible that was so packed full of advice as well and I love what you said about um going up the staircase so going up several steps and then like perhaps tumbling back down a couple because it's not linear is it and so much can happen in your life outside of your business that can have a knock-on effect because I always say with marketing um everything in life affects your energy and affects your mindset right so if something happens outside then don't expect it not to affect within your business and within how you feel about showing up because it does take a lot of energy to you know come onto Instagram and be like hey um so what advice do you have around the setbacks whether it's practical or mindset like how did you navigate those uh, there's different I think different things will work for different people and I know that you're a big advocate for that yourself because spoiler alert we cross podcasted so it means we had a chat conversation where I was asking you the same questions or similarly um, so I believe that that's one thing to remember everybody's different and so and also even what 
worse, even more pinpoint than that, we also change and evolve as humans. So for example, if before it could have worked for you to let it out with your body, so literally you have a setback, you have a really stressful day a week, you just shake it off. That could be sometimes people just do that just to put themselves back into the right mindset and, and state of mind that maybe doesn't work for you after a while. Another thing that is common for me is to actually reach out to one or two people, including my husband, poor thing, um, when I need that support or that sounding board, because people forget that when you're an entrepreneur, even if I do have a small team behind me, we still are ourselves doing everything. And, you know, it's hard. Sometimes you have the coaches, sometimes you have the element of support that are there for you. For me, I find that my best friend and my husband are usually the people that I go to because, again, 90% of the time is that quote that says life is 10% what happens to you and 90% how you react to it. Maybe it's more like 2080, I would be honest, my opinion, but still, there is a big part of that. So I would say that those that is a definitely a big thing for me is that reaching out and vocalizing even more than reaching out. But um, I can think of another few things I want to mention just because if out of these four or five things, you can think of one that kind of resonates with you, then at least you can kind of look at that as, okay, this is something that I can try. Uh, another thing from a mindset piece, before I give you two practical things, because Virgo Fab is practical, hello, um, is definitely, again, being able to kind of reframe if you can, especially when the setback is, and look at the setback as a lesson. I always say don't do necessarily in the heat of the moment because you might be either upset or angry or disappointed or whatever feeling you're feeling. But I like actually to get back to it and instead of mull over it forever and ever, just look at it and trying to reframe the lesson. And two practical things. One is if I have a, if there is a setback, just get out of your current environment. I talk about it a lot in my book, in Reclaim Your Time Off. It's important to understand that, especially when you're working from home or when you don't have a lot of boundaries and physical separation, then it's really hard for us to actually remove ourselves from the picture because as you said, business, life, they're all intertwined. So physically get out if you can, get out, get to the park, get somewhere else, have a walk around the block, for goodness sake, people are gonna be like, what is she doing? You're like, oh, I'm just feeling myself. But it really helps getting that perspective and another thing that is very practical depends on the setback. If it's a really, really, really big setback, because it can happen, especially when you're starting a business, don't be afraid to scale back. I always felt, and this is a bigger and wider conversation for business, but a lot of the time we feel that scaling back means we're not growing fast enough. And there's always the conversation, why are you growing anyway? Are you growing because that's what you should be or because that's the business you want to have? But sometimes you have to scale back, whether it is on your budgets and your finances, but even sometimes with the amount of work that you're doing, you have to actually say, I'm actually not going to launch this new program this month. I'm actually going to wait because I had this really big thing that happened to me and I'm not in the right headspace. So sometimes scaling back is the way forward. And I don't think we talk about it enough when it comes to business. So I'll give you a couple of options. Pick your own, choose and try and see how it works. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I love that. Um, scaling back for sure. What popped into my head when you were talking about that is um, a lot of us, when we are type A and we're ambitious and we want to make things work and we are excited about our businesses and we want to do all the things, we can end up spreading ourselves too thin across so many different things. And even when it just comes to the marketing aspects, 
I have people come to me and they're like, how do I nail Instagram and TikTok and then Pinterest and all this stuff at the same time? I'm like, whoa, that is so much to start building at the same time whilst getting to grips with you actually delivering your zone of genius and figuring out like who your accountant's going to be and all the rest of it. So that's such a powerful reminder to strip back and simplify and that then means you can have more fun as well which is what we're all after <laughs> even better I was like she said simplify it literally is one of the stages in the book and by the way the book is not about business I want to say it's about reclaiming time in general when it comes to work but that's the first the second step actually there's a mindset piece before the practical steps but the reason why simplify is before delegating automate is because we feel, we perceive that delegating or automating is sexier. It's like, mm-mm-mm, I'm getting more or I'm growing more. As you say, I'm expanding. But sometimes in order to expand, you need to first, as you say, streamline and kind of get back to, you mentioned the genius, which I also mentioned in the book, but in general, get back to the core of doing the right things. And obviously we're going to talk about marketing specifically and oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, have I got a lot to say about that. Again, background in marketing definitely let's introduce already that, but there's a you know 13 years in marketing now. So I really have seen that a lot with marketing, the the making it more complicated, jumping from one thing to the other. And as a business owner, you become a marketer because you have to, and you're already struggling with that concept. And on top of that, you have to literally be on every platform under the sun. No wonder you're feeling a bit overwhelmed. Everybody, anybody would be. Yeah, for sure. And overwhelm is so common for all of us. So for people listening who are like, yeah, I'm in that state of overwhelm and I want some support. I want some guidance. I find some people are like, I almost want someone to tell me what to do, not to outsource their power, but it's like, I just need direction. And then I'm like full pelt ahead. So for people who are currently feeling overwhelmed with their marketing, what specific advice do you have for them right now? Question, questions, advice, I, comes, I think it comes as question because overwhelm is a feeling and before you actually go into the practical, you have to look at the mindset piece again and I know that I'm preaching to the converted here, but hear me out. Um, it's really interesting as well. One thing I want to say before I jump into that, you're not alone. So members of our collective, which is a membership because I keep calling it a collective, member like, well, so the Creative Input membership, um, we asked them what's the biggest struggle right now is beginning of the year and the end of last year and we had about 70 percent of them saying that out of the different things like a strategy etc it was overwhelmed so first you're not alone and i know that sometimes we know but it's good to hear actually other people are feeling that other people their peers because our members are the you know the founders the the, the life coaches the business coaches etc and the wellness peeps and so we all feel that a bit so what can we do about it? Well, the first question that comes into my head is, especially for marketing, and Liz is going to love this, but why are you showing up anyway? As in, are you having fun? It's really as basic as that. The reason is, um, if you want to get a bit more of the reassurance from a wider marketing perspective, in general, even for bigger companies and different type of entrepreneurs, not just people like ourselves, Showing up as uniquely you and sharing your story was always important, but it's going to be pivotal going forward anyway, from values to who you are. So because of that is inherent that 
we know that our audience wants to be either entertained or inspired or educated, et cetera, et cetera. But it also means that what they really want is to connect to you as a, as a person. And if you're not enjoying the way that you're sharing your story in whichever capacity you want, then you're already going to feel overwhelmed because you're actually doing what you're supposed to do, uh, quotation marks even, supposed to do, instead of what you want to do that. Now, in order for that not to become though, again, one, getting too lost in that and then feeling overwhelmed because there's so many ideas that you want to tap into. And two, to actually tap into your audience's needs. You have to go back to what problem are you trying to solve right now? And I know this is on also like a big part of what, what you do, Liz, and what you talk about. One thing I'm going to add to this, which people might know already who are listening, also think about, has it changed? And this is very important. If you focus on solving the most pressing problem that your audience has right now, spoiler alert, the best way to know is to ask them, <laughs> brackets closed, um, then you're only doing one thing, hopefully. And you can obviously do it in a variety of ways. You can create different content, but you can think about, this is the problem that people have right now. I'm the person that can solve it because I can give them that. You can share that as well as sharing your journey with helping them. And then go back to what is the one platform that I can show up consistently to in, in the next month to really do this. So it's one audience to start with in your head, one problem, one solution, and one platform. If you start with that, that will put, and you find that consistency, I have another tip. <laughs> then look at, is there any other platform that I want to or I should be on? For example, you have lead content that is either a podcast or articles or YouTube videos. Maybe instead is a newsletter, is your, is your lead kind of sort of communication piece that is not social media because that's also marketing kids, I know. So maybe after, I find that people, I don't know if you're the same list, people tend to always gravitate to social media first as like, this is what I wanna be consistent. I'm like, fair enough, because it's sexier and it's more fun. And there's the social element, community piece. But maybe after that, you're like, okay, maybe I need to get something else. I need to stop building in public. I want to bring people into the private community. Same principle. What is the problem? How are you going to show up? Find one platform and be consistent. If you do that and you find the level of consistency that works for you, I don't know what's your thought, Liz. I'm going to actually ask you now the question. But I engage, you know, if you find that you're comfortable with the three times a week on Instagram, I'm going to say, because that's what everybody thinks about all the time, then you can stick to that. You know, if, if you know that you also want to grow and be consistent on other platforms, we tend then to make the mistake to be like, I was consistent one week. Yes. Now I can double up the efforts. And I'm like, no. So I think it's almost like go with one thing at a time. When you feel confident, try not to overdo it. See if there's anything else that needs your attention and then move like that. And that also will help you when you are outsourcing the things that are not in your zone of genius. It will help you a lot more because you're gonna have less to worry about and you will have a simple system that you can use. Mm, how comforting does that sound? It's like finding your comfort zone through time, through nurturing, yeah, that one space. I remember when I first started marketing myself on Instagram properly and I say properly because I'd post here and there but I was busy booked out five days a week just doing the doing the consultancy work before I became a coach as well and 
I felt so nervous jumping onto stories. I felt so vulnerable and like naked. <laughs> and I was like, oh, where are my people? I know there are some people from my wellness industry, like following me, but like, I didn't feel like I had my own safe kind of community there yet. And I certainly hadn't done the work to step into that kind of leadership and really owning it mindset piece. So that's amazing advice for sure. Just getting into a comfortable state um, and then and then learning the rest. Like right now, I'm looking at Pinterest as my next, next platform, but I'm also working on launching a group program and can't do those two things together. It's just, you know, I recognize that will burn me out, that will stress me out, and I'm not about that life anymore. So loving everything you've said. Thank you. I'm just dancing again. People can't hear it, but there is a slight shift in your microphone. So in your earbuds, it's because I am now dancing for joy. Stop the burnout <laughs> is pretty much what I'm about, what my book is about. That's one of the big things that I want to help people with everything I do. So yes. Mm. So when it comes to systems, maybe you could explain what systems are in business and where to start like what is the kind of bare minimum foundations we need when setting up our business awesome so the business in general right we're going for like the bit oh what a loaded question okay kids so um you know what i'm actually gonna share <laughs> i'm actually gonna share the exercise that we go through and reclaim your time off so lucky you but also because it really helps you understanding i first will audit the systems and you probably already have, even if it's a really poor ones, you probably already have some systems because if you're running a business, something is happening throughout the week. So I want to give you a bit of an understanding of that. And I'm going to use the book as an example because it's such a loaded topic that could go on forever. So in the book, Reclaim Your Time Off, we go through the three-step solution to overworking, which is starts with auditing your systems. And this is where it helps. Then there's three steps you can do afterwards to make them better. So what does it mean auditing my systems um, or understanding what systems do I run? Because that will help you better understanding what a system is. Write down everything you do. So even if you're side hustling, write down everything you do that is related to the business first. And that is quite an eye opener for a lot of people. Everybody who read the book, all my clients, even our members in the collective that do it, we do it together as well, um, cyclically. We forget actually how much we are doing and we cannot really see how the different tasks work together. A system is something that you set in place in order to make um, a project or an area of your business, for me, easier to manage. They're obviously, this is one definition of systems. But So as such, by writing down everything you do, you're actually forced to see what systems you already have in place. As I said, you might be like, I don't. You're like, you probably do, even if it's literally booking a discovery call, then sending an email afterwards when you remember maybe writing a template, but probably you're just writing it on the spot with a couple of dates and your price and bullet points. And then after that, you send people a link to buy for something. How can you make that better? That's obviously the golden question and the golden conversation to have, but that in itself is a system, probably not the best one, but it still is a system. So for me, understanding how to setting up better systems, that's how I usually say it, is basically first having awareness of where your time is going. Again, this is why I use this example that we do literally in the book. 
And also it helps you identifying which areas of your business you're focusing on the most, whether you like it or you just have to. Because again, as I said, it's unlikely that you're going to do even the three steps of getting a discovery call into a client. Most of us will not do it all at the same time. It'll be like one, two, three. First of all, you get the discovery call. Then after, I don't know, a week, maybe you get the call. Then you forget and you send the, the follow-up afterwards. And then you have to send another follow-up after a couple of days. Everything can be quite disjointed. And when you cannot see the flow of it, it just doesn't feel like it's coming together. So to me, it's really bringing things that you already are doing together because any business, even if you're just posting on social media, you are doing something. So how can we make it better for ourselves? This is where you'd need to become a bit of an investigator and this is why I'm a geek and I try to make it fun. That's my job. With a name like Fab, what else would you do? But you know, it is what it is and it really, really helps. That awareness is key. You're a geek. And you're a Virgo. You mentioned it earlier. Virgo vibes. That's Virgo maybe why. Vibe. Maybe I'm a geek because I'm a Virgo. I'm not sure. It's chicken and the egg, you know? <laughs> and so, yeah, like automations, right? How, to, how can you make your, your life easy, like you say, and simplify and automate so that you're not doing all of the admin and you're not having to think about all of the moving parts? Um. What systems can you recommend for beginners to start exploring or what are like the top three things that save people time typically? So in the book, we talk about simplify, delegate and automate. And I want to say that a lot of people look at delegate and think it's not for people starting a business again, or even at work, they feel like I cannot delegate at work because obviously, as I said, it's not just about business, it's about work, reclaiming your time off. Um, but then I say, well, maybe you can delegate something in your personal life to make more space for your professional life. You can think outside the box. And obviously in the book, actually, I do talk about working with somebody, hiring a team member or even a VA. We talk about that, but flip it on, flip it on its head and think maybe, you know, the delegation piece is about getting my partner to take care of the children for two hours on the most of the busiest day of the week. You know, it can actually be flexible that way. Um, when it comes to the systems, so again, for starting out, I still would say that delegation is more like, as I said, a bit of a <laughs> creative license with it. So you can focus more on even the simplifying because automation, I love it, but I find that sometimes we rely too much on automation as a bit of a like coping mechanism where actually we can, actually, we can simplify and then makes things even better. So simplifying first. So one thing, one system, one kind of process that I think is really powerful if you're a small business and you're online, and sorry, online, active on social especially, is the, um, the design content creation piece. I'm going to break that down again, because if you're starting out, you feel like people like content creation means doing everything. Let's break it down even more, kids. Yay! The design content creation first. That could be a, a big one that actually can save you a lot of time. So whether it's setting up your Canva Pro properly and actually having your brand kits with the colors and, and the right fonts and the right templates, even if you don't necessarily use templates too much on Instagram, maybe you use them also on LinkedIn or in your emails, I don't care, or even your podcast, you know, it's important that that is a big one because it takes you a lot of time and it is the first one that people tend to outsource when they can, but it's also the one they spend most time on, especially if you don't have a design, an iPhone design is a bit tricky. Um, another system, it's 
I mean, okay, beginners. So moving back, I was going to say something, but it's too much. Actually, and this is inbox management for yourself. Talk about it in the book as well. Talk about it a lot in general. Uh, filters or automatic filters that literally you can do in Gmail, folders. Your inbox can become your worst enemy. So definitely that's the second one. And third one is your calendar link or links. I have multiple because I run multiple businesses and two podcasts. So lol. But that's another one. If it's not booked in the calendar, it doesn't happen. My assistant still helps a bit coordinating some of it. If people are like, I can't do any date ever that you have offered me. And I'm like, okay, let's figure it out. But it's so much easier in our brain to be like, oh, let me just look at my calendar and give you an option. And I'm like, no, 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 fab. What do you say to yourself? Send a booking link. That will do. So that will be it. So we've got, again, especially the design content creation, just because it's such a big piece for so many people these days. Um, inbox system slash folders management is a good one because it's easier and everybody can do it. And then a booking system, because if you do one thing that involves somebody else, that requires a booking system, in my opinion. But I'm really strict with my time, as you can tell. <laughs> Bloody love it. <laughs> She's doing another jig. A little dance. Uh, the system yeah. dance. There really is something out there for everyone, no matter what your your struggle is. And I love what you're saying around looking at other areas of life of your life as well. If you've got, yeah, if you've got kids and you're juggling all this stuff, like, could you get a cleaner? Because actually, if you weigh up the time it takes you to clean versus freeing up that time to work on your business, the money you'd make back and all of that. I mean, yeah. And that might feel luxurious to some people, but really you can't, we can't do everything. This modern day world is set up for failure. I feel in so many areas as the society puts so many pressures on us and then we put so many pressures on ourselves and we want it all and we can have it all, but we have to outsource, we have to delegate. So bloody love it. Um, This is something that I mentioned on your podcast yesterday when you were interviewing me, had so much fun. In my Marketing Moon Magic workshop this week, one of my guests mentioned something around the actual word marketing and how for her, she finds it really triggering. She, it makes her feel or think of old school, icky, sell, sell, sell kind of vibes. And of course, that's like a, her own personal trigger, but I feel it's a common one. So I'd love to ask you what your own definition of marketing is. So <laughs> now this is the, the or not the origin story, it's the backstory time. So strapping kids. Okay, here we go. For me, it's hard to give you just one um one definition in one sentence. To me, it's more like the way marketing works in general. Let me explain. So as probably you gathered, I'm the founder of Creative Impact. What that is, is just as a reminder, our collective of creatives is a collective of professionals, founders, uh, people in the wellness industry, and we really help them obviously make a bigger impact. And that's the thing that I've done for a long, long time. My background is marketing, but I was passionate about it because I love wellness. However, in the last two years, to answer your question specifically, I've been working behind the scenes to launch a marketing school called Old Marketing School. The reason why I'm saying this is because he answers the question. The reason why I wanted to create a certification is because I believe the marketing can be better, can be purposeful and can be impactful. 
And obviously the way that old marketing school does it is to support either professionals, marketers themselves. We have a lot of marketers or people that want to get into the field. And also some founders we've had that actually are joining us that want to learn how to market better and how marketing can be different and better. So this is the first thing I want to say. It's it's not uncommon to, even if it's not a massive block for you, to still think like marketing. It's a bit like poor salespeople be like, sales can be good. And people are like, sales, same thing. But to me, our tagline for marketing school is market to hearts, not to brains. And it's, I think it really encapsulates what marketing should be for me. And it's funny because we have six external teachers as well as myself. So yeah, there's a lot of me in that, in that certification, but there's also them. And I ask them also what marketing should be for them. And even for our students, we ask every single person who applies what marketing should be for them. And nobody, nobody says it should be more ROI, which is return on investment, or it should be more sales. All of them say, you know, we had one person that applied yesterday said it should be about start, uh, telling stories and make a difference in people's lives. Everybody's got a different definition. And I think once you can be a person that might be listening that was at the workshop, if you can think about marketing as a different way to either share your story or impact somebody's life or, or you know, make somebody think or question themselves in a positive way, then you can actually see how marketing can be a way for us to talk to a wider audience without having to go door to door, giving them leaflets, even if that is marketing too, but that's the old school way of doing it. We can do it in a much powerful way if we do it for the greater good, as Ben Parker said, with great power comes great responsibility. So you can do that. It's a very long-winded answer, but I think it fits really well because it's generally the reason why I came out and was like, I'm not the new brand. Let's do one more. <laughs> but because I believe that that is a problem that a lot of people have. And I believe that it's good to change it with the individuals, but I wanna make sure that I change it within the industry, that that really changes at the core of the new marketers that are coming out, helping brands and, uh, and founders, like people listening to actually make a difference. Just like Liz, mini Liz's basically. Yeah, marketing to hearts. It's the soulful human way all humans have a heart, all humans have feelings and are really very, you know, mushy at the core of it. And in this day and age, any kind of authenticity and forced marketing selling stuff is, is there's just no, no room for it, right? So that I think could feel really, should feel really freeing for you because yeah it's just about being you now and doing it your, your way and doing what you want there are no rules no one can come and like you know slash a big red cross over what you're doing and be like no um and that's that's another thing I love about marketing as a creative and you and I both work with creatives typically and even if you're listening and you're like oh, I don't really think of myself in that way you are more creative than you think you are even if you're in a science-based um industry like nutritional therapy or whatever if you have your own business you're a creative I can guarantee because it takes a lot of creative thinking to get it off the ground and to get it going um and creativity there's room for drawing outside the lines and trial and error and it's it's not scientific you can't get it wrong so yeah lean into that 
So, my love, we're going to start to wrap up and I'm going to ask you a couple of questions that I ask all of my guests. The first one is, what is your favourite quote or mantra at the moment and why? Wait, I got it up. It's one of the ones I usually go for. Like, fun fact. But fun fact number one, Fab never answers a question by just answering the question as you get it. So you're welcome. But fun Fun fact number two is that I used to have actually, this is so geeky, journals with just quotes. I just love them. I just wrote them. Now I can just have a note on my laptop. But it's not the same. I remember the writing them down. I'm a language student as well and graduate. So I think that really kind of got it to me, like literature and languages. So I really love that. Um, so it's, I don't remember them as much as I would love to. Like I had some that would be stuck in my head. But this one, that's why I always go back to the couple that I love. This one is one of my favorite ones because it's literally me like I'm stubborn and it's probably actually talking about oh how does it feel to be like having so many things done in business because I'm stubborn flexible in the methods but stubborn about my my mission so you know like I'm flexible about how things are going to happen but I know they're going to happen um so Thomas Edison's quote that I love is I've not failed I've just found 10,000 ways that won't work and this was actually when they asked him about um the you know what we were working on on, on lights and electricity and he said I've not failed I've just found ten thousand ways that won't work, and I think it's a great reminder about like the fact that you know it's it's a, we try a lot of times and things will work and sometimes they won't and what can we learn from that and this is why I love it, and um, I think it's a really really powerful one and is one of my faves. So powerful and it kind of weaves in with what you were saying at the beginning around the highlights we see on Instagram we can see someone like you who's got this huge audience and well multiple audiences and all the stuff going on and we can panic and be like but how do I get there um and really there has to be many failures from testing and learning along the way right so powerful stuff there and my other question for you is, what does creating a life filled with magic mean or look or feel like to you? Um, it's hard because it can be a lot of things. I don't think it's, um, I, I will say, I'm going to answer for what it means right now, because I find that every year I have a kind of word of the year or a couple of words like kind of coming together um and that's kind of how I like them to also remind myself of what I really want to focus on so I feel that basically the answer to the year's word is kind of what that means to me because to me magic means being able to bring that word or that feeling that I want to tap into every day into reality so this year is space and at first I got really Virgo about it again lol when I was like mm, okay Making space means I need to do this and this and this and this. And then a couple of days into the year, I was like, actually, this happened. And that helped me making space for, again, more opportunities or may help me making space for more time for myself. So I was like, okay, I got a universe. I need to stop micromanaging everything like I always do. You know, tell me what I need to know. And I think that that's what it is for me. So this year or right now, to me, you know, a magical life is a, is a life that I, that is full of space, space for adventure, space for opportunity, space for myself, space for rest, you know, space for whatever has to come my way in a positive and uplifting way so that I can do the same for others. That's what I would say. 
Mm, that's so beautiful. Thank you so much for sharing that. I'm sure so many people can resonate. I definitely resonate with being in alignment and like embodying your word or your words for the year. That really does feel magic to me personally. That's probably like the closest to what my answer would be for the question actually out of any of my guests. That's, oh, it just feels so, so special when it's all linked in with your business and your life and who you want to be and how you want to show up. It's a constant reminder that you're, yeah, in alignment and doing good shit <laughs> for me. We're doing good shit, babes. <laughs> Oh, thank you so much, Fab. This has been so fun. And again, your energy is so infectious. I wish everyone could see Fab right now, but you'll get a little clip on Instagram. <laughs> on um, that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> if you yeah. need to learn one thing from this episode, is that Fab can move. She can move them shoulders for days. You're welcome. I'm going to make a little meme out of a clip. I think that one just there where you were shimmering across the screen that is being turned into a meme or a gif or something and it's going on my dream. <laughs> it's been my dream to become a meme for so long. <laughs> You've made it. You've made it for real. So how can people connect with you and how can they work with you as well if they're interested in everything you have to offer? Hello, friends. First and foremost, you can come to any social platform aside from Snapchat, I always say that. I'm Fab Giovanetti, F-A-B-G-I-O-V-A-N-E-T-T-I. I'm Italian. I didn't mention that. Sometimes I throw it in. So yeah. So that's that's my name. And again, handle everywhere. That's an easy one. If you're interested in reclaiming your time, please check out Reclaim Your Time Off. Choose my book. If you can get it from an independent bookshop, even better. But you can find it generally everywhere. You know, good bookstores, as they say. And if you want to work with me, there are two ways, basically, that I can support you. Alt Marketing School, as I mentioned, is more is generally a certification. Six weeks, teach you how to marketing to hearts, not brains. And as alt, like alternative, marketingschool.com. For you, probably what resonates with you the most is Creative Impact, which is what we do. We have a membership. We have some of the things that you probably know, things like on-demand courses, live programs and bundles. So different things that you might want. But we also have a podcast and a free magazine you can get at creativeimpact.group. And this is another way to work with me. And again, you will be able to be coached and supported by me as well as fellow people in the community. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I'm so grateful to have had you join us. If you love today's episode, take a screenshot and tag me on Instagram at Martin. I'd love to connect with you all on there and I'd also love to ask you to show me some love by leaving a rating or a review. I'd really, really appreciate that support. If you'd like to find out more about me and my marketing services for small business owners like you, check out the show notes for all the different ways we can work together or visit my website, lizbeersmartin.com. Wishing you an amazing day and sending you lots and lots of love.